0: you know up until recently you know a lot of uh nba players have tried to make hip hop records oh yeah it's happened quite a few times mm. and up until recently Shaq was deemed the most successful <laughs> and best of the <laughs> nba hip hop stars but he's been unseated <laughs> by who he's be- by Damian Lillard who goes by Dame Yeah. Of the Portland Trailblazers, and and for real, he could spit. He's good. I he's like you know. I don't know if like if he didn't play basketball, if we'd ever know who he was. But he's he's respectable. It's like as good as the Bacon Brothers or Dog Star. You know. All,
1: all I can say is the field was wide open
0: for success. Yes. <laughs> that was a, no for sure. That was an easy crown to take, and of course. The two of them started barking at each other about, you know, like, who is better and who is the best and blah, blah, (laughs) blah, even though they're both, like, bad, you know? So, Brad. Yeah. Something's been sitting on my mind since the interview last night. Okay. Now Is it
1: sitting on your mind or sitting on your chest? What's the expression?
0: uh, This one's on my mind because I don't think I have an emotional attachment to it.
1: Okay. But...
0: I, you know, I found myself in a weird position where I was defending dinner parties, you know, like
1: like I was like dinner party guy. Not you know, defending like Scott, defending dinner parties.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I brought it up in passing and our guest, Dave, he had such a strong opposition to dinner parties. Yeah. It was sort of towards the end and I never really understood why. And I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, am I like... Bougie, like what's the deal? And it seems, I, I don't know. I think dinner parties are fine. I've been thinking about it. Like, you know, I'm not talking high fidelity like Charlie Nicholson's house. You know, like not some real. But you have a couple people by and and you feed them a meal. Could be nice. That's, that's technically a dinner party, right? Yeah. Or wait, <laughs> is there something lost in the terminology here? Like. What, how many humans have to be in your home to deem it a party? Oh,
1: yeah. Cause if you have another couple over, yeah, that's just dinner. Right. That's inviting somebody over for dinner. That's not a dinner mm. party. A dinner so maybe party. Maybe Dave's on to something. Yeah. A dinner party actually. is like maybe there's more presentation involved. Right. I mean, you
0: go to these like I'm kind of talking out of my ass because I don't attend. Who these am I? Things, nor, nor. What do you mean? You told me I go to dinner recently, parties. You, you were at such a fancy dinner party. You had to get like a COVID test on the way in. Oh, that was
1: yeah, that was pretty extreme. That was. just, so diff- you go to dinner like <laughs> that doesn't so you happen know more a lot. than I do.
0: What? So what does it? What? How many humans? Do you need in the room?
1: Well, that was a lot of humans, but that's a friend with a lot of money too. That's one of my few money. Oh, I get friends. it. The
0: point I'm making is you know more about dinner parties than I do.
1: Um, so what, like eight, eight people? I, I, like yeah, have- I'd say six. I think anything more than another couple constitutes a dinner party. If there's like six, like three couples, right? That's a dinner right. party. And I know I and keep saying cooking, couples, but yeah. like. I, I, right, I know. It's a, <laughs> I see couples so I see couples and fondue and like turtlenecks. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, I love fondue. I like a fondue. Do you like a
1: turtleneck?
0: <laughs> I don't like a turtleneck. No. No, that's not my speech. Can
1: you even buy
0: a turtleneck anymore? <laughs> I'm sure. There'll probably be like hipster turtlenecks oh. coming out soon. No, you know what? Actually I've been seeing you know, like uh Upscale hip hop style, of rock like right, right. Like A turtleneck sweater right. with like like a long, you know, trench coat or something. Didn't, yeah, like didn't Biggie like style. used to rock
1: a turtleneck? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. There's some like <laughs> pimp element to a right, turtleneck right. that I couldn't pull off because you need the whole thing. You need the trench coat and the chain and the nice <laughs> shoes and all that to do it. I mean, I think if I just, I, I
1: think a know. pot of fondue is pretty pimp too, man.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I tried to make. <laughs> I, so i'm the guy who you know went into what probably fucking linens and things or something and bought <laughs> a, one of those fondue pots That's amazing ones. and like i actually bought it because i love fondue with you know, the forks vegetarian so long like give me fancy melted cheese yeah it like, works for me and i buy the pot i do the whole thing and these were like lean days for me like i right. wasn't I didn't have a lot of money. And I went to the store and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm doing the thing. So I bought like $25 worth of like cheeses and everything I need, followed the recipe. And dude, when I'm telling you, there was like, I don't know, I'm doing it with my hands, like a mini basketball worth of just <laughs> hard, <laughs> conjoiled cheese. <laughs> you got to put wine in it. I put beer in it. Oh, is that? It was like a beer recipe. Oh, really? It was. I don't know. I just got a <laughs> ball of cheese. It didn't work out so good. <laughs> but I do love a fondue, and I think how difficult it is to make is why when you get your hands on one, it's it's so special. Have you ever had a, a queso fundido from a nice Mexican place? I don't think so. That's like a dish. It it often comes with chorizo on top. I'll get it without. But it's literally just like delicious melted. Oh
1: yes, cheese. I did. I had it in Mexico. Yeah. I have had oh, it. Oh really? Yes. I know exactly. How what was you're talking the authentic about. version? It Was amazing, dude. It was, it amazing. was amazing. Right? Yeah, I got taken huh. in Mexico City to this like place. the The guy I was with is an engineer. He's South American, and he works down there a lot. And he took me to this like family. Oh, it was amazing, dude! Like we walked in, and the the there was like the owner was this woman who like came rushing over and like sat us down and got us sh- shots of tequila, oh. and like just brought like yeah food like I've just never had before. It was so good.
0: That sounds like a all time top five meal of your life type of deal. It was
1: it was pretty major. He also took me the next night. We went to a place where we had um. Like insects, <laughs> and oh, amazing! Oh, ince- yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I amazing- thought you said insects. <laughs>
0: had- like, oh, Brad, what did you do? Then? No, we had, like, we had like
1: we had like amazing tequila, followed by like crickets and grubs and stuff. Wow, how was that? They were fine. I like the crickets were really good. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I think it helps to have a couple shots before you try them.
0: Right. <laughs> loosen loosen up the palate for a But
1: cricket. I welcome the the uh, insect future, <laughs> the insect yeah, meal fine. future.
0: I don't know. It's that. as good as anything. Who cares? Yeah, it's a good source of protein. Brad, I wanted to ask you something since this is Halloween week. Mm. Of thinking back quickly to what your most memorable Halloween night experience was.
1: My most memorable would would definitely was seventh grade. Uh Uh-huh. It was like the first Halloween that I didn't like, you know, dress up and go, uh, you know, like classic Halloween trick-or-treat style that I was, like, hanging with my bros, getting into trouble. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) I've I've thought about this a lot because it's it taught me a lot of lessons about, like, boys and their mentality. Uh And essentially, like, yeah, I went out with my friends and we, like, threw eggs. And, like, at one point I threw an egg at this, like, you know, truck driver that was going by and like i had no i have no arm i've never had a good aim was the one night that it like he had the window half open i hit like the top half of the window the eggs splattered into all over him you know everybody had been throwing eggs at the truck and like nobody had hit anything and of course it's that that
0: rookie immaculate chef yes
1: Total chance. He locks up. He locked up the brakes in the middle Uh. of town. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And we go running out the back behind this, like, behind the general store that was, like, the center of town. And all there is in the back is, like, a swamp. And we go tearing (laughs) into the swamp. And, like, I knew that it was a swamp with, like, these, like, it had these like a t- I forget what you call them, but they're like these mounds. I hear my my buddies just like splashing through the water, and I get into the weeds. I'm hopping from like mound to mound and kind of staying dry. And next thing you yeah. know, there's like adult men with flashlights, and I think one of them oh. was like a cop. And there's like oh. flashlights sweeping over the top of the of the of the, the reeds that are sticking up and like. you can hear him and you can hear the truck driver and he's fucking pissed and they finally yeah you're in
0: a full-on manhunt fugitive situation yeah
1: fully yeah (laughs) and they finally go away and after you know like another like 20 minutes we slowly like creep out and i had managed to stay dry everybody else was soaking wet yeah i go home and like but you all outlasted the manhunt. yeah we didn't get caught good i go home and like i had had like we had done a little bit of trick-or-treating, but, you know, we had, like, the, you know, the teenager just, like, painted our face, probably, like, kiss or something, right, you know? Right, right, And so I had a small bag of candy. I get home and, like, I open it. You know, my my stepmom's there and she's like, how was it? I'm like, uh, I was like, I have a, you know, she could tell I, like, was kind of burnt or whatever. Yeah, a little foster. I open, I open... <laughs> this bag of candy and, like, an egg had broken on the candy (laughs) and I burst into tears. Oh, no. I was, like, it was too much. It was just, like, one step too far and I realized, like, I was on this cusp of, like, childhood and, like, you know, teenage years that, like, I was still thinking like a child, like I was bummed, but yet I'm out there, like, committing crimes. (laughs) Uh,
0: Were you... Did you feel, like, empathy for the truck driver? Did you feel, like, shame
1: yeah. for doing that to him? Yeah. yeah, the whole the whole package. But I also, sure. like, I realized, like, that was just the beginning of about two or three years of my life where I did stuff that I would never, not anything terrible, I didn't hurt anybody, but, like, right. I just got into some trouble that, like, I didn't, at the time, I, I just have always felt that the three years, like, sort of, like, 12, 13, 14 is, like, critically critical for boys where, like, you, you're you able to do adult stuff, but you have no, no concept of the consequences. And, like, you could literally do anything. Mm. And I, I've always thought that, like, and I think, you know, at this point now, I think people do kind of acknowledge that and look at that point in life as, like, really critical because uh. – yeah, I could have got into a lot more trouble than I did because I just didn't. Sure, didn't think different about place,
0: it. different. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you weren't weren't out there and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Every time you tell me stories about your childhood, my visual <laughs> is stand by me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my visual to all. It's kind of kinda it. like what? Yeah, this it's, it's kind
1: of like my 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 crew look like. <laughs>
0: yeah, like like. Did you have the chubby guy named Vern? <laughs> Oh, then, yeah. Probably. Well, that was interesting. Thanks for that tale, Brad.
1: But that's definitely the most memorable because it's kind of dictated. Yeah, it obviously last,
0: uh, uh, left a very lasting impression on And what, you. what about a you? A turning point, maybe. A fork in the road.
1: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yours?
0: Oh, most memorable for me. I mean, well, I'll tell you, I mean, here, here's some background then you're going to understand even more why I'm potentially a little bit of a fucked up person. I wasn't allowed to trick or treat. Uh. My father had some like moral objection to it about like going house to house, wasn't into it. So I wasn't really allowed to trick or treat as a kid and, you know, to not totally be, you know, shunned from the community we still had to hand out candy but but pops decided that we're not handing out candy we're handing out boxes of raisins (laughs) so you got not only was i not allowed to trick treat i was also the fucking raisin house (laughs) so but you know then you get to a certain age and you know i put my foot down a little my family was splitting up i'm like i'm fucking going trick-or-treating you know and went out with some friends for the first time Probably a little younger than you were. I got to imagine towards end of elementary school. And I was into it. Having a good time. Don't remember what I dressed up as. Had like half of a pillowcase full of candy. And some fucking car rips up. Some bros, like older guys, no, fucking took a bunch of our shit. It's uh, <laughs> like, so
1: lame. Ran back in, old like, enough to drive, and they're stealing candy from little yeah, kids. Stealing candy, uh,
0: and it was probably because I was like already old enough, where they're like, oh, maybe he's like, you know, shouldn't even be out here anymore. I don't know. Uh, so, so my first Halloween trick or treating, it's a bummer. my most memorable. It sucks. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, here I am. You know, I'm out here in the world. And, this and then is- it's like, Oh, your parents were right. <laughs> the world, the sucks. world is awful. <laughs> Don't go trick or treating. You know, it's like, they're right. They're right. There's fucking shitty white trash dudes and Camaros Ugh. who steal your candy. I'm just going to listen to sense field. Uh, that was mine. Well, we're uh, 15 minutes into the intro here. So
1: let's get to the
0: show. Let's get to the meet with Dave McWayne, Big D and the kids table. New album coming out. New album out. Whole thing. Do your art. It's cool, man. I like how he's, uh, he's a funky dude. He was fun to talk to and a lot of... Uh, interesting points of view and perspectives about the whole thing, you know? He's got a
1: lot going on, this guy.
0: A lot going on. Oh, and big thanks to uh, El Jefe, <laughs> Jeff Rosenstock, for for popping in and, and co-hosting this episode. As I mentioned in the beginning, I realized, I mean, I've been we've been doing a lot of Sky episodes, you know? hmm So I realized, going back through my texts, yeah, I've been texting Jeff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's my ska resource my phone a friend and i realized that jeff i told him on text i'm like well you're my ska friend my cartoon friend and my jew friend <laughs> those are like the three the three things you check for me you know <laughs> he's also a great songwriter and a beautiful man i love to know him oh, absolutely. but those are the big three so i don't know thanks to jeff thanks to dave this was fun let's uh let's listen So, Dave, I have to tell you, I surprised you and found your old friend, Jeff Rosenstock. Hi, Dave. I
2: don't know if you know I'm here.
3: No. Hey, Jeff. How you been, man?
2: (laughs) I've been good. (laughs) Benny texted me yesterday about the new Big D record and was asking me stuff. And I was like, you want want me to just be a guest host? (laughs) Because I have before. (laughs) And uh, now we're here. I'm I'm stoked. Jeff is frequent
0: friend of the program and also Ska, phone a friend, and resource, you know? Like he's, wait, what did I determine yesterday? You're my, yeah, I'm, my I'm Jewish your Jew friend. I'm your Jewish friend,
2: your cartoon friend, and your Ska friend.
0: Yeah, so those are the three things I hit you up for. Where are you living, Jeff?
2: I'm in Los Angeles now. Oh. We moved out here right before the pandemic. Uh, I've been working on a cartoon for the last, like, for three years, I don't even know anymore. Uh, making the music, though, uh, so moved out here. It's crazy. Nice. How, where are you, at? Dave? You worked on a cartoon as well, didn't you? Uh, let's see. Let's.
3: Uh, I had one cartoon that's still in development, um, but it's actually no. I, tra- I I changed it from an animated series to a book. So the the, uh-huh. the concept the concept is still alive, but the uh, animation isn't. But For the new record, we have a whole bunch of animated, kind of like Monty Python looking animation, that kind of like animated clip art. Coming your way, coming your way soon.
0: (laughs) And uh, where are you coming from,
3: Dave? Uh, I'm in my little cabin in the woods, which I will not disclose where it is. Can we can we have a region? New England.
0: Okay, close. Yeah, Yeah no one can stalk you with that
3: (laughs) no one would no one would but i just like the batman cave esque of it all
0: they'll just go to foxwoods casino and start start trying (laughs) um that so so you were up in that uh up in the cabin when the uh world started falling apart and stuff did you feel good about being up and out of the way
3: yeah I mean I mean other than people with health problems and everything being terrible I mean turning the world off and me being able to stay home was like an artist's mm. gift i mean that is that's all i mean I never even knew that button was pushable so I loved <laughs> right. I loved it yeah <laughs>
0: didn't even know it was the the eject button was on the band
3: well, I think for any like touring like 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 really dense touring mus- musician or artist, um, yeah. maybe not all, maybe, maybe all just need to be out there. But for some of us, like t- to be able to put your clothes in a, in a, like a bureau and, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. just really hunker down and like, I live here and the, you know, like right. it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah.
0: I like putting clothes in the bureau is the barometer yeah. for touring <laughs> yeah. success. It's pretty true. It's, a good- yeah um so you were up there and and (laughs) like uh i saw that you were doing a lot of zooming and kind of virtual communication with the rest of the band was there any kind of pause or you just went straight straight back into creative mode
3: well i think a big D pause is just kind of like falling down and getting right back up there's no like real pause you know what i mean it's like yeah there was like um the record skipped for a second but it kept playing And so, uh, yeah, we just kind of went, oh, I guess our, I guess our recording dates are canceled. What do you want to do? And then I describe it as like when you were in middle school and you didn't have your license and you know, nobody, you know, you didn't know where to go and you just had a couple friends and you just have sleepovers and stuff and talk about music, like the birth of you usually discovering bands and sitting in like a circle and just playing records or cassettes or CDs or whatever that's what we went back to. So it was just like oh. us having little sleepovers and just be talking about music. And it was, it's, it was much better than the go to the rehearsal space and practice kind mm-hmm. of, kind of time spent.
0: And were you scheduled to do that prior? You had like a whole plan to get into kind of a normal uh, recording schedule and stuff.
3: Well, we, we recorded the drums, bass, guitar and organ. And then we went on tour with keep flying and real big fish. And then, when we got home, the day after we got home, lockdown happened. Wow. And so all the recording dates after that got canceled. So okay. yeah, that's, that's when we kind of went, but I want to finish the record.
0: See, so you had a little bit done.
2: Do you feel like this song's shifted at all, though? Like after you uh, left and came back to it? Like, did you add stuff? Did you take stuff away? Or was the vision just basically like, this is the vision, this is what it is. And it was just oh. a matter of finding the time to do it.
3: There's no, There's no question the horns got way better. Because, <laughs> because we just, like I said, we just hung out and like this, this was, I mean, the very big D fashion, like we're like, everybody write, write. And if someone's not writing, you're like, why aren't you writing? What are you doing? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, you try to, we try to encourage people. We don't like to have like, I'm the songwriter person, you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. so, and so that's why our songs are always kind of like different. And so anyway, so with this, we had so many great horn parts that you might notice that we're just we're just trying to get them in, you know, like just get in, get in. And, you know, any, any, any like music, you know, whatever person might be like, I don't know if it's needed. We'd be like, shut up. It's getting in. <laughs> you
0: know? As, how's that process for Big D? I mean, one thing that's, you know, apparent from, from, you know, uh, a certain year till now is that there's sort of a, you know, a mixed collection of musicians sometimes and new musicians and you're sort of the, the steady piece through it. How, how does that work in actually organizing and collecting songs? Do you write all the lyrics or do other people contribute there?
3: Well, it's like the first like crew of Big D guys, like uh, Shot by Lamy and, and Good Luck. Like same thing, like with my middle school kind of description, like we were just <laughs> the group of friends who met each other at, at college, you know, and it right. was a hundred percent of the friends, meaning like, if we started doing band practice, the other guys didn't have anything to do. So they just joined the band because it was just what we were doing. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, yeah. it was
3: like, it was like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, Hey, come on. I don't want to play. Well, come on. You're not going to be doing anything if we're all playing. And so every, we all knew that everybody had different like genre choices or, or, you know, like life dreams. So it was never like, it was never like a band thing where it was like, I'm leaving the band. It was always just like, right, cause we're, right. cause we're all, we're all still that circle of friends. Like it's oh, still, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah like We're still just this circle. Um, and, and so, yeah. So, but then it's funny cause people say like there's new members in big D, but those new members have been in the band for 10 years. So right, that, makes, right. that makes you go like, well, I, I, I well, okay. I guess, but you can't keep calling her my new girlfriend if I married her.
0: It's true. Yeah, some of the guys have a really long timeline on Wikipedia, but yours is just really long, you know?
3: Well, I, I think Big D, <laughs> literally I think the Big D in the world around Big D, you know, call it the ska and punk and whatever, the music scene, it's just been the nicest thing to me. Like huh. the kind, the kindest, most um, real um, not fake, not, you know, like opportunistic. It was just always been very honest and fun and genuine. And so there's never been, you know, of course I go through different phases in life and get presented different crossroads, but it's never been a better choice than playing in this band that I love so much and seeing the world meeting people. Like if, if this band didn't exist, like, you know, I, 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 I I wouldn't have had such a life. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, since it's I, like that circle of friends, um, you know, when you're bringing new people into the mix, what's what's like the barometer for for being a member of Kid D, you know, Big D? Like, uh, what's, I'm not, some, like what's like a uh, yeah, the prerequisites?
3: Well, I'm not quite sure how to approach what you're saying first, so I'm gonna I'll say like this is how you get to be a, a tour manager or. Do merch for Big D, like usually, usually all the time. If that's a way of saying something. Right. Usually all the time. Um, <laughs> I also, like a friend would have like just broken up with, a girl, like would have cheated on my a friend of mine, or like broke his heart, and I'd be right. like, "You're, but you're a bartender, so you can multitask, so you can be a tour manager." So let's <laughs> right. not. And he'd be like, "I can't. I have an apartment. My life sucks, and she's never gonna love me." I'm like, "All right, we're going to Europe. You know what I mean?" So like. <laughs> The prerequisites to get on like the Big D wagon, if you will, is like I don't know. Are you having a hard time in life and need a break? And you know, you're somewhat you somewhat know the band, and you're responsible and not a schmo. Then you usually can come aboard, so we can share with you this ridiculous thing that's going on. You
0: know, it's nice. It's almost like self help. Yeah, join Big D, and you get like. Emotionally treated, you know that's nice. That's a yeah. nice place to be.
3: I mean, I've been in I've been in the music industry or you know like the music world for so long that I, I, I'll tell you, Big D does not operate like other bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no success that we're trying to have. There's no. There's no. I'm not trying to be cliche, but there's no. There's no like, you know. There's there's no goal other than writing songs together and trying to make each other happy and impress in a good way like impress each other with like oh that's a really great part man that's amazing like that's really the end the start and finish of the band and everything else that's come from it is just this nice uh you know this really nice thing that's come in tow of it
0: that's awesome i mean is that something from from the beginning that you know um you know you harvested from the inception like this this is going to be part of the thing we're doing or it just kind of kind of worked out that way
3: Well, it's definitely my upbringing. I mean, my upbringing is, you know, heavy metal first. So, you know, heavy metal, I think the heavy metal, the old heavy metal community, I can't speak for the new heavy metal community, um, (laughs) and and the ska community are very similar, Yeah, Um, just the mentality. And so just being a heavy metal guy back in the day when... You know, you had your fingers up all the time being like, you sold out, you fuck off, you know, just, just being like, you suck and you suck and you're cool, you know. And then you, and then obviously grunge, you know, grunge was very like, get away. Like, what the fuck? Like, mm. you're you know, like, right. so then there's that. Um, you know, anti, you know, anti, what's going on? But then there's bands that I've grown up with throughout my life, like the BC Boys, who always are doing something new. And even if people don't like it, they can catch up later. Sure, um, you know, it doesn't have to be successful right right when it hits the ground. And so, like everything about my mentality of being a musician has nothing to do. Like, I don't want to be an American entertainer. Like, I don't want to be an entertainer at all. Huh. You know what I mean? I I I just like music, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. And so it's an addiction, and so you keep doing it, but you're not you're not you don't keep doing it so that you can, you know, be an an American enter a global entertainer. You just do it because (laughs) it's in your blood, and you'd rather do that than something else. You know what I mean?
2: Sure. So, um, with that in mind, like why it's been a while since the last uh, since the last records. Uh what what was it about now that it was cuz what was it like 7 years or something Am I right and and is this the first one with a lot of the new members on it am I right about that I don't know about
3: the last thing but uh the s- s- 7 years I guess but we were doing a lot of music like usually Big D does a full length and then we do an EP in between each full length or or split so that we can kind of like cast away the old record before yeah before doing a you know, like, kind of like stretch out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after Stomp and Stroll, which was a double record, um, so we thought we we were allowed time.
2: <laughs> you know you're, I, mean? I mean, yeah, you're yeah. allowed time. We, oh. Yeah, we, we were like,
3: doesn't that... Doesn't... But then um, we we backed up the Dope Dope Dollies on their record because they're our backup singers and we're their backup band. And so we put out that record. And then um, everyone kind of wanted to do like their own thing for a second one summer and then we did our covers record, so we were putting out music. We just forgot that it didn't count if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, so we I, 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 I want
2: to yeah. be clear. I'm not saying it doesn't count. No, I'm no just no, Like no, I, wondering about like writing something like as a band.
3: You know? No, no. But that, but but then when somebody said, "Hey, you know, you know, Big D hasn't put out a record in like seven or eight years," that we were like, I was like whoa i didn't even like it was a (laughs) shock i was like i didn't even know that and so once someone like kind of turned us on to that then we just like went a hundred percent in because when you're touring that years go like months yeah and so we just we just didn't realize that much time went by we were so active i don't know we just didn't know and so then
2: was it exciting to make uh this record with these people who you've made like you know, you made the doped up dolly's record with, you made the covers record with. Um, but Stomp and Stroll was kind of like a, a mix, right? Of of it wasn't this solid crew. It wasn't
3: hundred percent right? of the same people, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, so what, what was it
3: what was it like? It was great. I mean it's it, like writing so together's
2: gotta be different, right? Uh if you're not a
3: I don't know, it's like if if you're a very ex... Like, ex- if you're doing it with your friends all the time, then you're doing it with your friends all the time. So, yeah. so maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. So, but there, there's never like a, I'm not sure how to answer it. It was, it's always kind of the same. Do you know what cool. I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah. That's it's, tight. There's nothing- I, I like that there's so much like fast shit on this record. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, I was wondering if that, if any of that like had to do with it, you know?
3: Um well I I I'll admit for the first time I was able to set up my own drum set in in a in a house and like like nice. you know like set it up like you know I've never I haven't been able to do that since I was like 17. And so um so I kind of got on the kit and was able to stretch out. And <laughs> in but but with the fast stuff that you're saying is like really what that came from is you know people always call it ska punk and stuff but you know Big D does like like a lot of Boston and New York hardcore and, and yeah. thrash. And so like, I under I understand that the word punk, but I hope that the word punk is somehow including those things because, um, you know, with this record, if you just look at it as like American punk, like if you just think of that style, like you have some choices. It's like, well, what am I going to do? Am I, am I, not me personally, but what's one going to do? Like write a, an American kind of punk song about, you know, some sort of complaint. It, it, I, for me, it just, it's just going to come off like a Facebook rant. I think, like, f- social media, the, the arguments on social media are almost like punk songs all over the place. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I fucking hate you. You go get some. You're, you're ignorant. It almost sounds like everybody's posts, you could put Dead Kennedy's, like, music behind it and just <laughs> sing it, just verbatim. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I didn't. I just didn't want to be another... I didn't want to write a punk song that was just another rant that and people have too many rants going on mm. and I don't I didn't see much change from a lot of the things you know I mean like the last four or five years have been so horrible that it's like I didn't know that was gonna happen like I thought some of the punk songs uh messages try out your voice hell on earth we're gonna we're gonna help and try to try to move move the the line somewhere and it got thrusted the other way and so yeah. for the time being I'm like I don't even want I mean I'm not even going to.
0: How do, i'm sorry how do you how do you mean it got thrusted the other way
3: like I, like uh progress um the, the uh moving instead of moving forward with progress it uh it moved way way back of progress um if if you allow me to say you know like my version of progress i
2: mean i I just think yeah we're, I think we're on the same page right? yeah yeah <laughs> i <laughs> and, believe so
3: right <laughs> and so and so um you know, but punk doesn't always have to be like that. Like there's bands like the groovy ghoulies, like there's bands, like one of my favorites, the dead milkmen. And like, you can still write punk songs, but not, you know, you not do a Facebook rant, you know, cause that's what yeah. it is now. And so then I, during the lockdown, I started really getting into standup comedy. Cause I had to do a lot of work yeah. and you know, instead yeah, of, sure. I was just having it in the background. And, uh, and I think like stand up comedians are like the new punk rockers and like you know, so where did those fast songs come from for the new record? Uh, just kind of pulling away from American, this, this, you know, from what I think you guys know, like a popular American punk and going back to kind of like thrash and um, Dead Milkman kind of fun punk. Um, yeah. Because right now, I that's all I want to do on stage is just, you know, have have a good time and not like point my finger right now.
0: (laughs) Sure. I I heard in a different interview that you have like a lifelong goal of uh, trying to do Can I Play With Madness as a ska song. Yeah, I've been trying. Have have, have you made any progress? Where are you at over the years with this?
3: I think every time I go for it, it's fine. It's great. It's good. But it's but it's 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 just not good. It's just... I'm not there yet. <laughs> so but you love you Iron
0: asking. Maiden. Is that why, like, you can't? You don't think, want to disrespect I... the gods, like a little
3: bit? No, I think it's just like I'm just being a, a green and a blue belt about it. I'm not black belt. <laughs> I'm not black belt about it yet. <laughs> but 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 it's, it's that training that's going to get me there. You know, it's like.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I brought that up because I really like that point. I, I had heard in a different interview you say that ska fans and metal fans are kind of akin to each other. Yeah, you just mentioned it again and. You know I was kind of laying it down like yeah that's it's kind of they true. love the they like, love that's the kind music of true in a lot of ways like what yeah, what exactly do you think are the the things that that, that connect those two that those two genres obviously music aside
3: a positive attitude mm-hmm. um knowing all the other bands, like knowing all the bands that encompass the genre and ah, having boy. having conversations with like yeah, you know, I know Hepcat's your favorite band. They're not my favorite band, but I do love them. Like, I know Metallica's right. your favorite band. Megadeth's not my favorite. Like, just like having kind of these fun conversations about the genre and like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and and they're always there to see the music. They're not there to kind of side find a date. There's right, a lot of genre right, of musics right. where you're, you're kind of there also to like, you know, you know, know, uh, um, you know, find someone to fall in love with or something. Yeah, I mean like that could happen at a metal or a ska show, but it's not like equal to the reason you went there.
0: It'd be a very interesting look.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, that who's like the Iron Maiden or Metallica of ska?
3: Um, well, d- definitely this this is okay, so as far as like ska ska punk, like let's do ska punk before ska. Okay. So, I would say um Operation Ivy, obviously, to me, is just, you know, Mm. the the uh, the icon that like what that Indiana Jones is trying to get um, that the idol that, you know, and like, it's just so perfect.
0: And maybe you could both answer this. So so and the thing that made Operation Ivy ska punk rather than ska was uh, simply like the abandonment of horns.
2: Is that that like the biggest
3: thing that jumped them to that? Say what? Uh, I don't
2: think horns have to be part of Scott. Yeah, no, they had yeah. punk songs. They were a ska punk band. They just because they
3: were
0: like fast, just, yeah. just rather than, okay.
2: Well, they sound like a Bay Area punk band and a Scott band all in one to me. Uh, No
0: suits and no, no outfits.
2: No, so
3: I think like the the verses of
2: a lot of Operation Ivy songs
3: have the upstroke ska sound, and then they kind of lay into like full bar chords that with a little bit of mm. peaking distortion, which yeah, one could true. say is the is the punk element. And then the fact that they're not wearing um, what you just said adds to the punk element.
0: Right. Okay, so I'm sorry to cut you off to continue your point. You were saying Operation
3: Ivy. Oh, just yeah, uh, of like what, what's awesome, and then destruction by we're definition. Like- Destruction by definition by the suicide machines is so good. It's like, what do you do about uh, it? I mean, it's, it's like the greatest record in the world. Huh. And then, um, and then the boss Stones, you know, I mean, I think more noise and other disturbances, it's just a kick-ass fun record. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it's what it, I always describe music as pizza. Like, you know, like if someone goes like, can we, can we put mushrooms on it? And you're like, I don't like mushrooms. And they're like, all right, we'll put it on half of it. And you're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like for me th- i love these bands and these records and it you know and, it, and because i don't mention other ones doesn't mean i don't like them you know what i mean sure uh, i mean i yeah. i love but but where i think where big d comes from often uh is what makes people shake kind of scratch their head like mm. you know
0: kind um, of trying to put it on its ear a little bit like i mean there is so much of that uh you know, discourse I hear behind the scenes in ska is that something you really try to avoid—the kind of
3: you know the you waves
0: about- and the generations and the what's what's real, what's not. Do you just try to avoid that conversation altogether.
3: I don't know. I just—it's just not something that it just doesn't have something doesn't click with me to engage. Like um, I think every ska person about the wave, some people care about the waves. Question. I I, I just. I just don't, it'd be like, if you were asking me about, if you were asking me about like my favorite, um, like I, I,
2: I mean, are you I, having a hard time thinking of anything that you care about less than the waves? I just it's just like I don't I don't even
3: know I don't even know how to answer the question. It's like I mean I do it because I'm asked and so I give my best go. But like <laughs> right, right, right. but like just I don't think I should be up. asked. Yeah, it'd be, yeah it'd be like if you asked me about like so how did you do, train your dog and I didn't have a dog to train or how would you do it and you're just kind of like well, well I, I don't, think don't know. I mean geez, I would do it like that. Is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I see. yeah. I don't think I'm Tazy Phillips enough to answer the
2: question, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jeff, Dave, you want to take a stab? No. What? At the waves no, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, um do you feel like uh cuz it's in I mean, obviously you're mentioning the Boston tones, you're from Boston, but yeah. like I think about your band, I think about the Boss tones, I think about kicked in the head and yeah. I think about how all of those bands from Boston really didn't like You were in the ska punk world, or fucking whatever, but your music was everything. It, It like threw in everything that you could throw in. Do you think that came from? Do you think I had something to do with your scene in Boston, or was just everybody on the same wavelength? What do you did? Were you like inspired by seeing bands like that around you to like fuck around and do whatever you wanted? I think there's two two things. One,
3: trying to make sure that everybody who's your buddy gets a song written. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. like pushing people who won't write, like not 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 too hard, you know, just encouraging encouraging people, sure. just like come on, and um and the Beastie Boys, you know, like the Beastie Boys have like when you listen to a Beast like Check Your Head or Ill Communication, like it's like a shuffle of genres,
2: mm. yeah. And
3: to me, that means you win. Like if you're a real musician, if you're if you're a, a musician, not just someone who wants to entertain and like, because you have to understand you craft songs differently from what your goal is. So if your goal is to, to to be I mean I don't mean to be so simple but to be famous and make lots of money then you'll crap your songs that way you know what I mean but if if your goal is to just see how far you can go with creating you know because i feel like the songs that you make are what your soul sounds like so if your soul sounds like marketing and capitalism then go for it that's nothing wrong with that <laughs> but like but isn't there though <laughs> right right so, so so you know we so the bc boys just got to play lots of styles so if, if i'm going to take the time to be a musician and play music i'm gonna play lots of styles i don't i like records yeah. that are like one big song Do you know what i mean like I don't yeah. ever want to write a record. Not, not that, that sounded a little intense. I'm not interested <laughs> in writing a record that sounds like one song. Um, but I like, you know, I like Andrew W.K.'s Party Hard. That's kind of like one song. The Ramones are kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I like yeah. records like that. I just don't want to, I just don't know why. I, I I just wouldn't find myself to do that.
0: Now I'm sitting here trying to think of what band actually sounds like capitalism
3: well I mean, i'm just
0: being cheeky That's no that. no I'm like i actually think i'm like what is the band that sounds the most it, cold, like play. cold oh, play
3: i think modern cold play <laughs> yeah but that sound would have to be their inner thought not to be so deep their inner thoughts you know the the, aban- the abandonment of what they want to do because here's a funny joke <laughs> i somehow on Warped tour i've no idea i've no idea why this started happening but when you go on Warped tour if, if you can't get dinner, um, because you're, you had to do things, maybe you're set or you had a guest, they have a barbecue after, and then all the right. bands hang out and they have a barbecue band. I, I was somehow magnetized. These guitar players from all these different genres would kind of come up to me and be like, oh, you're in big D, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, I, I love ska. I love, I love sublime and shit like that. Um, yeah, I play in blah, blah, blah it's cool. It's not really like my thing, but I got this <laughs> solo project that I'd love to right. show you sometime. Yeah. And remember all these guitar players are in like way bigger bands. Sure. <laughs> and then I, sure, and sure. I'm like, you do not want to be that type of person. You do not want nah. to, you know, you just <laughs> a true. girlfriend, That's you just you yourself. Yeah.
0: That conversation you just brought up, like it like was a flashback. Cause I'm like, I've had that conversation 50 times with people. Look, yeah. 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 I'm sure you are like, like this. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that is a terrible way to live your life, isn't
3: it? <laughs> I, no, it's just if you want mushrooms on your pizza, go for it. You know, it's like it's it's you know, not a right. It's just I guess it's there's, not, different it's not ways, for me. there's different
0: ways. There's different ways to the bureau, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> different paths to the bureau
3: <laughs> to fold your clothes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, you know, so you you run like almost all of the day to day management and stuff. For, yeah. For Big D, and you've been doing it. Uh, from the get, right? Um, you know, after all this, Not these, from you, the get. Not from the get. But, but for a very long time. Been yeah, for a very time. long time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've even, uh, I see, like, gotten to the point where you teach some courses and a yeah. uh, uh, college professor about it. So if, mm-hmm. if you were to, you know, meet a young band, I know it's a, a complex uh, answer, but you have, like, five minutes with a young band who's about to leave on, like, their first tour and first sure. big thing, like, what's a couple staple tips you would just give a young band, real hardcore defined practices that you believe in that just like are, are, are necessary for a functioning band.
3: All right. I'll start with emotion and then go to like logistics. Cause like mm. emotion, the logistics aren't going to happen unless the emotion happens. True. So, so one of the things I always say is you, you, you never talk about anything negative ever ever about a show the night of the show, mm. ever, ever. Cause everyone's on tour to play like what? 30 minutes, 45 minutes They're putting like everything in their life on hold just for this moment. And so the audacity. <laughs> 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 it, I mean, we, the, Big D doesn't, hasn't really ever seen this, but we've seen other bands do it in the back sure. rooms. And it's like the audacity for, cause maybe they're maybe not just drugs and alcohol, but there's adrenaline in people's, you know, yeah. they're adrenalized. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I always say, if you, if you want to say something negative, um, about someone, uh, the night of the show, wait till the morning. And if you don't bring it up that morning, then you shouldn't have brought it up that night anyway. So you just saved yourself. You know what I mean?
0: That's a good practice. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um,
3: and just help each other out all the time. Like you have to be each other's like partners. And I mean like girlfriend, boyfriend kind of thing, like someone's upset in the van because like their cat died, you know, go check on them, bring them a water. It's yeah. not easy for everybody. Cause not everybody's an older sibling, older siblings get it, but only kids, only ch- childs and um, youngest don't have that skill. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that skill, you know, just, you know, try to be there for, for everybody and try to cut down any sort of shit talking. Like that whole thing. Like if someone's shit talking anything, just, just, just shut it down. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Um, Yeah. And so other than that, um, just cliches, like nobody's going to work harder than you, than you. Like even if you, even if you get a booking agent or even if you get like um, fans or if you get like a a record label is going to put your record out, you still have to be the same person and still, um, you know, like work. No, no one, no one is going to work harder than you, than you. And kind of what Chris Rock says, like, Chris Rock says um, there's a difference between a job and a career. And like we were saying about those guitar players that don't like the bands they're in, like that's a, that's a job, but a career, a career is something like that you love doing. And I, I I don't know guys, like I think out of everything in, in the other than writing songs and recording, um, I almost like, like folding merch and putting them in tubs and sweeping the trailer and vacuuming the van and, and, and packing for tour like these things are like i love these things now you know like That's maybe wild. it's beca- maybe it's because i saw <laughs> packing for Jeff's tour like, is not
2: me <laughs> packing for tour is a fucking is oh, like anxiety I, bomb for me <laughs> oh my god i go i go to a john wick early rambo
3: place where i'm like lacing the shoes <laughs> Putting putting the magazines together, I'm like motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting ready for war, huh? Oh my god! I'll listen to body count. Put a red bandana on. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm like, did
2: I bring enough (laughs) earplugs?
3: No. So those are kind of some things I'd say.
0: And what? Uh, so that that was like kind of the emotional aspect. What Hmm. were what would be like the logistical stuff?
3: Um. Well, I mean, you just you just gotta. I mean, the first step is hitting up BMI and ASCAP and getting your songs like, you know, just mm. researching like where the, where sure. the, where the change, the, the sense are of your royalties. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like set up your plumbing and like, meaning it's straight up plumbing. Like you have to get all your songs, a fingerprint so that people can track the royalties to you. Even yeah. if it's like, even if it's a $5 check, hey, you know, you can, you can get, some uh, popcorn at the movie theater. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it, whatever you know, like whatever it is. Like you still have to have. And it it it's five
0: dollars. The companies don't deserve so.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just money they're holding on to until That's you right. say, "Gimme, yeah." <laughs> Can and I then, have
0: that, please?
3: One of the main reasons I learned all this stuff is because I wanted to learn how people. I saw so many behind the musics on VH1, but I'm like, right. I have to learn how people are going to steal from me. And <laughs> you know, a couple, and of course, a couple people did, but it was more. Knowing how to find your small royalties.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's great. That's actually
3: it, like great advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gas in the. It's gas in the van. It's, it's you know, it's a van repair.
1: Well, I like Benny's thing that like it's money that the, the corporations don't deserve. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, at the very least, <laughs> it's, it's like,
0: true. It's like they're giving you only five bucks. You might as well take it.
1: You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, thank and,
3: and, you. And you asked about like the the the, the colleges. I also say this. It's like, let's say you're a Harry Potter fan or a Kung Fu fan, right? It's Both. like, yeah, 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 totally. Sure. It's like you don't go to Hogwarts to become a shitty witch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what's the point of like becoming shitty? It's like, or you don't you don't go to ninja school. You don't go to the Shaolin Temple to become a, a shit ninja. Right. You know what I mean? So, so some of this stuff to learn about is like, you know, I mean, bravo. I mean, I I grew up on musicians who didn't give a shit. Like, you know, the, like they the The Guns and Roses of the world that right. were like, I don't even care, yeah, right? That yeah. mentality, but but no, it's like if you're gonna be a ninja, be a fucking ninja. If you're gonna go to Hogwarts, kick some ass. So it's That's like
0: interesting, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and for for the most part, what you're saying, I mean, there are some exceptions of you know Guns and Roses or Prince or someone where you can just act however the fuck you want, but right. for most people, it's actually like mutually beneficial too, isn't it? You know, like yeah, if you walk into a label and you're uh, a new label and you're positive and you're meeting everyone and you're excited and it's obvious that you're working your ass off for your project they're more invested yeah in you know they'll yeah. they'll work harder for you
3: um so yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's that's very like, good advice i can see like that.
3: A, like a relationship like if there was some you know boy or girl that you've been hanging out with and 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 they're like, I don't know, I kind of like you. You're gonna be like, oh, I wish you uh, totally liked me. You yeah, know what I mean? So right, it's like right. it's that it's that type of relationship, you know? Yeah, I am fucking into you. It's like I am into you. That's what <laughs> you know. That's what you're looking for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was curious, you know, since since you uh, teach, but also came from, you know, the '90s school and have to exist as a band yeah. now. Um yeah. You know, social media plays the, such a interesting role and in how we all have to present ourselves these days. And, you know, have you sort of figured out what's a, or, or what you would yeah. tell another band, what's a healthy amount of time to divvy up for social media? Like what percentage of your time should go towards that? And how, how important is it for bands to, to be well, really a, focused on that?
3: That's really, I want to, okay. The amount of time uh, I'll get, I'll get at after And that's a really good question, but just to do the beginning, like, um, I don't have a stance with this cause there's no reason to, but like when I was young, people took pictures of artists. Now right. artists take pictures of themselves. So <laughs> there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and because I grew up on that, I kind of do think it's kind of cooler. Um, uh, but I spent my time, you know, trying to do videos and, and like doing like, Hey, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and I, you know, I've had my time doing that. And now that I'm older, I'm, I'm i wonderfully can say, I, uh, I'm not into it. And like, as someone mm-hmm. like who's me, who's outgoing, that's one would think like, oh, you know, keep going. And I, meaning I'm not like a, a cool, quiet person. Like I, people who are talkative love cool, quiet people. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, <laughs> oh, you know, that's why they're always like best friends and stuff. Yeah, right. And I, f- I, I wonderfully can feel the, the quiet person coming into me. Do you know what I mean? The more, the more you see this kind of like thing going on, naturally, it's not like meaning I'm not like trying to be aloof. I just naturally want to go back, go into the shadows. And, and and I, and I love that. Um, but, um, for the, so, so for me, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not in a place where I want to take my own picture and try to sell it to people. Um, even though I understand it's not just that and it's just like a, a visual book that people can follow. I'm just not interested so much, but I'll, you'll see me doing it here and there. But what do I think like people should do with like their time? I just look at it as like a cool car in your, uh, in your driveway. Like if you have like a 1962 Chevy Impala and, and it looks beautiful and the engine sucks and you can't drive it, then maybe you should spend more time on the songs and less on the pictures. But <laughs> right, right, you know, yeah. you know, and then and then you 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 don't necessarily have to do the reverse because you could have a beautiful engine and a really rusty exterior, and people don't give a shit about that rusty exterior because your engine is so awesome. Right. So with that analogy, you choose how much you want to use your time on it. You know,
0: I think the problem is in so many cases, like I, I, you know, I get uh, skeptical of the idea that anyone would ever see under the hood to see how awesome the engine is
3: you know well i just mean like your ability like slash can play guitar really well Les claypool can play bass the 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 engine is how good you how 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 good you are proficient at your instrument or now voice. i want
2: to hear a band with fucking slash and Les claypool Ooh. yeah that i think cool. they
3: must be. have played together at least once they <laughs> must <think>? have <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool? It wouldn't it be cool if they didn't like each other and they were ch- both trying to upplay each other? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're just like yeah. There's a
2: lot like, of wrang.
0: band, a lot of band name <laughs> possibilities there. Slash Pool, oh. could be good. Hmm. Hmm. Slash my cheese. Wait, what was Slash's real name? He has like a funny jewish last name doesn't he i'm allowed to say that not you mick wayne you're not allowed to say anything (laughs) jewish doesn't slash have a funny jewish name i think he does yeah it is it's saul hudson hello this is saul of guns and roses Have have you heard my licks I've got <laughs> wonderful licks for you. It's on sale.
1: Is, this is that really Saul. true? Is that really? His <laughs> name
0: is Saul Hudson. Yeah.
3: Hell yeah. Uh, Man, yeah. I would love it if if he <laughs> took the hat off and did that infomercial <laughs> or even with the hat on
0: or if you took the hat off and like <laughs> the long curly hair was just part I'm of it i'm saul the-
2: hudson i want to tell you about the new guns N' roses greatest hits record <laughs> yeah. you got sweet child of mine welcome to <laughs> the jungle
0: listen i'd love cetera, you to listen to this
2: music if you don't
0: meh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay too. that's okay too but you oh know God. we don't have to be friends yeah, your total oh. inflections are so, so ridiculous. Uh, there's a reason I know <laughs> well, how to do. Jewish. We are
2: deep down. <laughs> Wait, That's awesome. here's a uh,
0: random question I just found at the bottom of my notes.
3: Yeah. Are the police a ska band? I mean, t- t- I mean, Jeff. I don't know what I mean, I don't know.
2: I'm like,
0: where do you're we land on that? up
2: on who's a ska band?
0: I'm obsessed with that.
3: I can't
2: because um, I can't
0: decipher. I don't know. Proto
2: that,
3: ska? I don't know. <laughs> during that time, they were just they were grabbing at like they were grabbing at. Like, you know how they grabbed at uh, blues for rock and roll? Yeah. The 80s were like grabbing all this stuff, trying to make something work. That's true. You know, so they were just borrowing. So
2: he's just borrowing. A lot of reggae. Yeah. A lot of reggae. Um, Well, hey, Jeff, please uh, go. Yeah. Dave. Yes. I was so curious about something with the new record. Yeah. I I, I, I keep oh, staring at the did. I keep staring at the audio lines. Are you guys yeah. staring at the audio lines? I do. No, I'm just staring yeah. off in a space. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now Brad Brad's a flat line always. <laughs>
2: it's like I'm like, are you dead? Are you dead kid? All
3: right, Jeff. Yeah, I now see it's you. I see it's sorry. Right. Yeah.
2: Beep, um beep so beep. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, man. You, cool. <laughs> so you had melt banana on a song on this record and oh, yeah. you, you did a split with melt banana. And yeah. I'm wondering how you made this connection with melt banana, because though your two bands, like I think, you know, inarguably are from different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was so cool that they were back and <laughs> that you were collaborating again on this record. Uh, and yeah. uh, I'm just curious how, how that happened, how the first thing happened. And Yeah. What's, yeah, well, where'd that for, connection
3: happen? It's first Hoffman, it is such a ridiculous story. And <laughs> um and but before that like band different bands playing together has always been my thing, like seeing Slapshot play with the Boston's, I thought I thought that's what music was growing yeah. up. I thought yeah. different bands played with each other so you didn't have to hear the the same shit all night. And Yeah, and, it was a
2: good era that shit. Like yeah. it's not like that now. It's not it was, like that, that now. And yeah. so
3: and so that's kind of the idea of, of, of why both bands understood to do it. But um, so, so, so let me ask you this. I, do you want to know really the first time we met or the Quentin Tarantino um, time travel? Um, I want all of it. Okay. I'm
2: going to so, vote
0: Tarantino time travel.
2: Tarantino. Okay. So, so, the guy so running the podcast, <laughs> look, go on as long as you like, Dave, I don't give a shit.
3: So it really started with, um, uh, the artist designer that we've worked with for over like 25 years. Yo, 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 Yosef. And, um, so he, he goes back and forth from the U S to Japan all the time. And we're good friends. Like we've lived together a whole bunch. I mean, solidly wicked close. And he's like, Hey, you know like belt banana i'm gonna have lunch with them at the middle east do you want to come and i'm like yeah so i go but i'm like the guy who doesn't know them. so it's you know it's a little quiet and it's very yeah. early so they're english are you is, a
2: fan at this point yeah yeah
3: yeah so okay. i am very much and and the way i say i'm a fan of this if i couldn't be me i'd be yakko
2: as a singer okay. <laughs> hell yeah
3: If like somebody said you're not allowed to do you anymore i'm like all right i'll, I'll do yaka um so uh, we both got the same soup, and not to make a long story long, but um, <laughs> I lifted I lifted up my spoon, and there was uh, the only thing on my spoon was this really large sized leaf, and through the like language barrier, Yako kind of saw me like staring at the leaf, like, "Well, shit, am I supposed to actually am I supposed to eat this?" And then she has the same soup, so she's looking at her soup, like, "Well." I don't know if what's in this and it kind of made everybody laugh. And then I think that's kind of like where the friendship started like it was, Nice. What's the soup. And so we've just been <laughs> friends ever since. And then, um, we did a split, um, cause we wanted to bend, bend the ideas, you know, like you do a ska song, we'll do kind of like a noise core song. Um, even though it was industrial, if you will, uh, thieves from ministry and, uh, and we played a show together, and then like you could tell, like all these noisecore fans coming up to me and going like, "Why are you guys playing the show? It should be my band <laughs> playing the show." So I mean, it's so it's so fun. And so then you know, when we go to Japan and we hang out, and all that stuff, and and so then you know, even to this day, um, they did uh, "You Bugging" with us, and there's a video coming out this Wednesday for "You Bugging." With with them, and we just been we just just you know pen pals, just friends. But the interesting thing about it all is, um, way earlier when I was about sixteen or seventeen, I was at a show in Boston, uh, Mr. Bungle show, and they were oh. opening. They were opening up, right? And somebody had screamed, "Go back to Japan!" And uh, this is my first time like seeing them. This this is me being introduced to them, and. Yako, um, their English is way, you know, she, she hers is good. Um, and she goes, hey, if somebody has anything to say, you know, why don't you come up here and say it like a fucking champ?
0: And, oh, yeah. and
3: so all my friends are just, they're kind of bigger than me. They're just like big. Boston dudes, I'm not a very big guy. they just kind of like, for some reason, I have no idea to this day, they're just being Boston guys, just kind of lift me up and like rush me to the front of the stage. Like, Hey, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be funny if
2: if we made McQueen take this? Like, I think they were just
3: like setting me up for some bullshit. Right. Uh, And so then Yako looks at me, right. And I'm like, Whoa, I, I can see, I can see all this memory really, really detailed. And, uh, and I put my hand out for the mic because she's asking me and I don't know how to answer and so I take the mic and it's a lot is the loudest my m- voice has ever been, he, you know, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. I think it's going wicked good. I think everybody's, I think everyone's going great because I never heard the guy say that. So uh-huh. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, <laughs> I, I thought she just needed an affirmation. And I'm just like, I yeah. think everything's going great. I mean, I mean, you guys kick ass. I mean, I, I love, it. it's, I'm sold, you know? And then she gives me this, this head tilt, like, all right. And then takes the mic back and, and, like years, and then Mr. Bungle's crew was like, never do that again. Never <laughs> give the audience never uh, a mic. And so then uh, years later, I, I mentioned to a guy to the um, guitar player that story. And he's like, that was fucking you. And I was oh, like, you yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of weird. We just have the, I mean, it's over 20, it's like 20 There's a lot of history there. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah.
0: And as your relationship, you know, I read that you kind of, you know, you've independently routed all your tours through, you know, Southeast Asia and Japan and China. Like, has it helped having uh, connections over there? Like, how has your process been for getting those kinds of tours together?
3: Well, when we say individual, like, like when we did that, that also does mean us finding promoters and fi- you know, like finding right. people yeah. there to take care of sure. like, so it's not like we're talking to the <laughs> clubs, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but we're, we're, we're not going through an agency that gives us the tour. Yeah.
0: Right. Right.
3: Um, so yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we have a ton. We I mean, have brain failure from China, you know, I mean, Jeff knows, I mean, like Jeff, you did tours where you just, just your acoustic, guitar going through australia
2: right yeah yeah Yeah, only in a guitar and an ipod but yeah
3: right so you just you you know what i mean touring is just showing up and meeting people you know what i mean like and then and then you just you just start to i mean kind people we live in america where a lot of this idea of being nice to musicians that are traveling and helping them out other than awesome people out there isn't really part of something yeah. that most people are doing, but in the rest yeah. of the world, a well, lot it is, of people, but it's
2: looked at as like fucking networking instead of just being like be nice,
3: yeah, like helping out. Like yeah. Rachel with feed the scene
2: gets it,
0: yeah, yeah, she gets what it. What do you mean, Jeff? That it's looked at as net, like being nice to a band is looked at as networking.
2: I think so. I think the bands that are going out, you don't think you don't see that, you don't see certain band like I don't know. You really don't know what I mean, Benny. <laughs>
0: I mean, to a point. I, I'm, I'm actually. Yeah, trying I think to, to a point. I don't think yeah.
2: everybody. I don't think everybody's like that. But I, but I do think that it is like it could feel calculated sometimes. Yeah. You know yeah. What Jeff, I mean? Jeff,
3: true. Jeff. With you saying that, can I ask you a question that I've never asked anyone before? Sure. Have you been surprised, disappointed, or surprised, or disappointed with people who you thought were your friends, and then you realize, oh, I just got got. In the music industry, <laughs> like, have you ever have you have you had any stepping stone moments? Because you're talking, you're talking about kind of that, like bands using people, not bands, but
2: you know, I can't, like, uh, I I don't know, I I kind of this is this is gonna feel like a cop out answer, but but it isn't. Where it's just like I don't know, I think time just goes on, and you know. I, I don't, you, you just kind of move with it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Is that um, well, a weird I'm, answer? Do you understand I'm, what I mean? Like, well, what, well, I, because I, like I don't from... know. I'm sure there are tons of shit that like hurt me when things happened. But like, I'm on a podcast and trying to think of something off the top of my head. and like, I don't even fucking care, you know? That's awesome.
0: I need your tricks, Jeff, because that's been like one of the hardest things I've had to deal with. And
3: yeah, it's like guys in, in you guys my don't whole believe career. In... A shit list. You guys don't believe in no, a shit list. I, oh
0: no, I have one. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but I, like, I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, uh, it's something Actually, that I don't know, man. Like I, it, I don't know. It yeah. might not
3: have happened to you, Jeff. It might not. It have
0: definitely. Happened to I you. mean, at least like for me, coming from like like the hardcore punk scene <laughs>
3: where there's. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, ju- it's just because you I, said I bands can't tell. using I can't, people. You said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't know if it was. Never mind. Never mind. Everything's cool over here. No, that's been one of, yeah. <laughs> it's been
0: one of oh, my I biggest issues is like the manipulation just, of
3: relationships. I was just a sucker for some friendships yeah. in the middle, in the middle where I thought, oh, and then you're like, oh.
2: <laughs> well, I, I guess what I'm talking about more is just seeing, I don't know. You never felt like, and it's hard to put, it's hard to place because it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was like, my friends especially like you know what i mean where you just look around and you're like man everybody's acting gross and trying to oh,
3: oh, oh, sure. grab
2: grab that ring baby and you're like mm-hmm. what is this is any of this real you know
3: mm-hmm. no sure there's yeah yeah sure definitely yeah
2: i don't know jeff
0: yes. you're an, you're a nice guy you don't hold on to things so it's good oh Right? Somewhere
2: I hold on to them so so deep down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Dave, can, fucking, can I imply can't that talk you talk about it, it never goes
0: anywhere? <laughs> yeah, Dave, can I imply that you have a shit list from that? No, no, of?
3: no, no. Like I, I, only have two people throughout my music industry, like music run or whatever. Like, like um, I don't. I'm not upset at these people. It's just that I, I learned. I learned yeah. what people. I I didn't know. I didn't know some things.
0: I like the thing I can't reconcile is like um, I. Yes, I learned the lesson and I was like, oh, okay, like that person wasn't what I thought they were. And I'm having emotionally a hard time dealing with this because I thought I had a friend, you know, like that's happened to me a number of times. The thing I can't reconcile is like it hasn't made me go into experiences open and accept it differently, it makes me more closed off. Like it makes me not want to open up anyway and treat relationships as if they are business because I'm expecting business No, and I don't want to be like
2: that. So that's the issue I
0: reconcile with.
2: Why is it okay to be shitty if you're treating it like business though? Like you should just business or not. I I agree. You know, yeah, yeah. just be our, be good
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No.
2: well i think where it stops me is like where
0: i used to be like okay we're conducting business that was good that was casual and back in the day i go so how are you where do you live where you yes. w- what's your deal you know we get to know each other a little bit and you know and then there's a oh happy hanukkah you know or like something like that a few months down the road and i'm like oh cool this business relationship turned into a little bit more
3: and that's I, I cool. Don't... I don't need to be detailed, but like, are you talking about internet relationships or face-to-face relationships?
0: Uh, Both, I guess. Okay. You know, but more face-to-face, like in my, yeah, okay. in my personal experience, it's been, yeah, I mean, it's been like, I think that's the, the issue I have. Um, yeah, that that's where I can't get in. Like the next time I sign to a label, I want to walk into that label and be like, Hey, what's up, everyone? This is me. Who are you? and I don't want to be closed off, but by default I kind of am,
3: you know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to get us into the black mirror of the scene, but <laughs> oh, no, I
0: like, I'm always trying to get Jeff to talk shit.
3: That's like, <laughs> Never. That's like my first goal and everything. <laughs>
2: well, but it's Dave's rule. No talking shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> well,
3: you want to, you want to know, I, I have this one thing that's kind of fun is, uh, there's three levels of conversation. There's talking shit. Talk, and by the way, there's a difference between talking shit and um, venting. Venting, yes. you want to vent about something, but you don't want to leave the person you're talking to hating the other person. Talking mm. shit Whoa. is you want the person mm. to leave. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I've never heard it put. It's in like this. It's in like that like this. way.
3: I, you're right. It's like, I, I fucking love Casey, but he won't do the dishes. And if I have to do his dishes one more time, but, you know, you take a bullet for Casey. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then there's this, you know, so, you know. But he won't do the dishes. Yeah, but he won't
2: do the dishes. But 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 you're like, this is
0: a good person who won't do the dishes. Yeah, I love this motherfucker. They won't do the dishes and they're a terrible person because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
3: so, so the way I look at like most things is there's three levels of conversation. There's the, the lowest form of conversation, like the bottom eaters, you know, like is, is gossip. And it's, it's like, I don't know how I can get you to like me, so I'm going to diss someone else and hope that that common bond uh, gets us somewhere, right? Mm. The second level of conversation is repeating stuff like, hey, did you see the Washington Post? Hey, did you uh, see on um, Colbert? Or did you see on Facebook? Or did you see this Family Guy episode? Or did you see this new series? You're just repeating stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. me- media and TV shows and things you've heard. The third level of conversation is just like, Hey, how are you? And like, let's build a rocket ship, <laughs> you know, like, how's your, how's your girlfriend? And, you know, you know, I've been thinking about you, how you've been these days, you know, it's, it's, so whenever I'm on tour, you it's, it's when you go out there and you start, it's kind of helpful because once people, once you see people who only do the first level of conversation, then you're allowed to say to yourself, I don't do the first level. You know what I mean?
0: Mm, yeah. Right. So speaking of putting Jeff on blast. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Jeff had told me when you all toured with ASOB that these guys were a real piece of work.
2: Oh, I I was Specifically talking about the bomb tour that we oh, did, the with bomb Big tour. D okay, so when you toured Suburban Legends, where we were really just yeah. Drunk so are the, the, the tales? Time.
0: Are the tales true? Were they that? Were they that raucous? And your memory I can imagine games?
2: you don't even remember
3: it. Are you, are you talking about? Are we talking about ASOB or bomb the music industry? We're talking
2: about bomb the music industry.
3: So uh, I would th- I would say that like Jeff said, I don't necessarily. I can't go back in time and tell you any sort of bomb the music industry story on tour, but I have a ton of ASOB, you know, like memories. Yeah,
2: because ASOB and Big D hung like yeah. a whole lot. Big. Also, I might as well. Take I also this probably moment. Did, Dave. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for fucking lending us your trailer. Like one of the first times we did a cross country tour. You, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. Remember yeah, that. I remember that. You either yeah. lent it to us or rented it to us for really cheap. And uh, yeah, it was probably it was, like
3: nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, sweet. Best. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the best things I ever saw on the scene was uh, Jay from the Suicide Machines let us go on tour with them. It was like the fourth band. They didn't need us. And we later found out they were just giving us $50 um, out of their merch, like that we weren't supposed to be there. Wow. And and they kept it under wraps that they were just giving us money out of their own merch. That's like, so sweet. That's it's, sweet. Nice,
0: it's like the nicest thing ever. Yeah. The nice part about that is they didn't even tell you. You know that. Yeah, when, you they, know, we found Stand out. up yeah. people. Yeah, yeah who totally. spilled the beans? Yeah, I don't remember. I, d- I don't remember. Did you
3: find out? But I'll tell you one thing about ASUB memories, though. Is is having wonderful, like wonderful friends every single time we showed up. Um, what was that club called? I should know, Jeff. Where I split my head open. Um, was that the downtown? The down. That's right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Good. Good chicken sandwich. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just what did Jeff you split always, your head open on? Oh well, they had hanging monitors. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I I've this never now. seen that, oh, so I God. stage dove and I went right into the corner. Oh, of, of a monitor. Yeah. But uh, but You're, yeah.
0: yeah. You're talking stitches.
3: Oh yeah, like something like no staples. Like oh, it was, it was a cute moment. It was like I kept going. <laughs> I didn't know I was bleeding because I, yeah. I thought it was sweat. And uh, but I noticed all the bands. So we went like a couple more songs, like six more songs, and I started getting the stitches. Yeah, And, <laughs> and I started noticing like blood droplets in the front row eyebrows of the, yeah, like, what? there was like blood in the front row. And Sean Rogan, the guitar player was like looking at me like, yo, like, and slowly I looked at my left hand and I was like, and then this woman who worked for the club was like, you need to, you need to get out of here. And I, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it was, it was good time. It's fun. Wow. Yeah. But, that, but the point, the point was ASOB was always there and we had a really good time all yeah. the time. Is that the
0: worst stage injury you've ever taken?
3: Um, No. I mean, uh, blood-wise, but not pain-wise. Once at um, the the Webster Theater, I just, like, stepped off stage like Vince Neil recently did. And, I mean, if you fall off stage and there's a a security uh, wall, nothing nothing is going to hit right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is so yeah. far up, and like everything gets so that that was that was very painful. But eh, it doesn't, you know. That's the fun part.
0: <laughs> so you know, I take from you, Dave. You, you kind of have a very positive, you know, persona at least to the public. I'm sure you not, have your not sure you have your public. dark <laughs> moments at home, but um, <sighs> you know, do you do you do any kind of uh like a daily practice or daily work to sort of maintain a, a decent outlook?
3: No see, I'm not really a part about I'm not really a part of this new mentality like um I am just who I am all the time um, if you want to know why it's like that um, it's you know all the generations before my generation had to go to war do you know what I mean not to be so weird but like um when the Gulf War happened, my mom was really nervous that maybe they were gonna call the number up and we'd oh, have to well, go yeah. and so I've always been appreciative um, and my whole mentality is I'm not. 18 19, 20 or something holding my stomach together in a foreign land in the in the mud wishing i was with my mother right. and and so yeah. just i don't think the way people think these days and i just really appreciate the fact that i um i'm just very appreciative that i never had to go to war and um a- along with that just having basic understanding of how bad it is for other people you know mm-hmm. i've never been raped i've never you know, there are so many things that I don't have the audacity to moan. Um, so, you know, that's just where I come from. And I like, and I like John Steinbeck books, which are like man versus odds and Shackleton <laughs> sure. and, and just, you know, like, and, and I'm, I'm a very busy person. So I keep myself busy with like, you know, t- making things and t- doing projects. And so it's like, I, I don't have a, a regiment because I don't know, I, I just have a, positive mental attitude and I know what I have and and I don't have the audacity to moan while peace is happening. Cause you have to understand like the worst shit in your life is packed up on a train. It's packed up. It's on the train and it's coming to you. And Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing that you can do is gonna stop it. So you might as well not moan until it shows up to your stop. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just not like yeah.
0: Well it's interesting. I mean actually I think you know what you're saying I think is something that and I'm not like some, some super wellness person or something, but Yeah, right. Uh you know, I attempt to. Uh I, I fail most of the time. Um I would say you're a very positive guy, Benny. Oh thanks, Jeff. But I do think that, you know, there's a disconnection there. And and I've always like the same as you, I've kind of taken a very morbid approach. To gratefulness, which is like this idea that you could be in a strikingly far worse situation every day of your life. And sometimes it's.
3: But I didn't bring up love. Like my parents are alive. I have a wife. Like it's not just morbid. It's I don't I don't just do the morbid side. No, no. Well, yeah, what I'm saying like is the, that the leaves like- look beautiful today. You know what I mean?
0: What I'm yeah. saying is like thinking about your own demise or imagining yourself as like a 19 yeah. year old soldier. Oh, yeah. Actually is like gratefulness practice. And like, like people don't see it that way. They think like you have to like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, you know, I'm really happy. Like the bushes are green this morning. And that's why I'm happy to be alive. When really, like, just as functional of a tool is waking up and being like, well, I didn't die. I'm not here. My guts are still in my body. I can still think, and uh, that's good enough.
3: You know? Yeah, I mean, not to bring up like books like Candy, that's like you know for Voltaire from Voltaire, not to be that kind of silly person, but like, <laughs> like, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it, it, you know, it's the birth of optimism, and and, and it, the idea is, you know, uh, can't you like you just said, well. Can, can't you see yourself in a cell or shackled somewhere going, if I could only have the shit life, my 2021 uh, year self would moan about, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right? Yeah. the fact that you can use a toilet. I mean, I've, I've toured some, some interesting places. The fact that your toilet flushes and that the windows have all the glass in it. And like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't understand the moaning. I, I, I worry about it. Like people got to yeah, I, I wish the best for him. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you have it in a good a good place, which is yeah. which is good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd be remiss to ask. You've had five drummers over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a drummer. You were raised actually, as a No, no, no,
3: no. Six. Are, are you, you including you, yourself? Yeah. Okay. I was the big D. I'm the first
2: yeah, yeah so I you're am. the original Dave. Dave's, drummer. Dave's a legit drummer.
3: Uh, oh no, I'm. Yeah, Jeff's right, but I'll add uh, outstanding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
3: I'd imagine, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Well, you actually <laughs> went
0: like. Was that your primary instrument when you went yeah, to Berkeley? Still and his drums?
3: Yeah. 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 So and then I started the band with Steve and uh, Steve and Mark as the drummer.
0: I mean. uh... So obviously you can write drum parts and stuff. Are you a sure can? Are you a critical? Are you a critical singer on drummers? Do you have a lot of ideas for them and stuff, or do you let do you let a drummer fly with their own ideas?
3: Oh, oh, oh! Good question. Um, no, I like drummers. I don't think I've I don't think I've been an over the shoulder. Uh, yeah, I've I haven't been over any of the drummer's shoulders. No, I don't think so. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, do it like this, man.
3: No, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, well, like you know how like some bands get described. Like I remember seeing this Foo Fighters and and a, a Refused documentary where like. They were kind of being like, "Yeah, man, it was like double sessions, and it was like a little hard and a little tough, but we got through it." That's not where we're coming from. We're not <laughs> doing this. We're not doing this. Like, my life is a little harder because of the music we're writing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're not. You're not James Browning charging like no. We're not, we're not five bucks. Friend.
3: Five bucks. No. Yeah. No. We're the anti that. We're trying to do the exact opposite.
0: Anti James Brown. What are you trying to say, Dave? No, I'm just. Kidding.
3: Now we'll give you $5 for messing up because you're keeping it real. All right. <laughs> so,
0: I, I heard in something else that uh that you're someone who enjoys to cook.
3: Uh a little? You, well, I Oh,
0: you know <laughs> what? This that is your a great pu- answer. This is your publicist throw me off, okay? Cuz he said uh, you know, no, do your I art. Said
3: anything. Yeah.
0: Is a movement to lift artists up and get them creating art, science, cooking, mm-hmm. woodworking, arts, and crafts. I took this as like, this is all the stuff Dave does. No, not no. all the things you're promoting. Okay. So
2: you don't have yeah. much. Book. Yeah. At once.
3: All the <laughs> no, same I, time. I, I, yeah. I'm just one of those dudes. I'm one of those dudes that can do two things. Ready? I do my signature things like Scottish pies, beef pies, Ooh. mince pies. You okay. know, like I have like, I have like my, my silly guy thing. Like I, I, I got these things and I do them really well and I'm very proud. Um, and I'm really good at like the 1950s mom, like the sandwich, like you want a sandwich? Hey, do you want a sandwich? You know what I mean? Like I'm really good at like whipping up lunch or, or just doing like Scottish recipes. Um, but, but yeah, no, um, if I, if I took that compliment, it would, it would, I think a lot of people would shake their head who are really All good. Right, chefs. So out of
0: curiosity, let me frame it like this. Sure. Say you're having some people over for dinner,
3: uh, and it's no. up
0: to you to cook. What's your <laughs> yeah. go-to? What's your go-to dish? What what is the Scottish uh, pie? I don't know what that uh, is. E-
3: okay. Well, first off, uh, uh, not e- uh, not I'm not even close like adult dinner parties. So no one would come <laughs> to my house because adult dinner parties blow. Uh, but but I, I I believe in the question. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, if, if people came to my house, well, it's a solid question. Cause my wife's going to love this. Um, what would do? Da- oh, oh, I know exactly what do. I do. I fry up chicken cutlets, right. And make uh-huh. them really good. And then I put them over a salad with blue cheese and like this honey, um, dressing. So you kind of have like, this, it's, it's like the chicken cutlets. So it's like the Aussie chicken cutlet dish on fries, but on a salad.
0: Uh-huh. And it's okay. very
3: refreshing and I give it five stars.
0: I love that. And yeah. say say you're at the house by yourself yeah. with a with a fridge full of food. What are you yeah. making yourself
3: for always canned soup? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, because I mean go back to what I said. Like I got I got so many jobs and stuff that I like to do. Like I keep myself busy that like yeah. I'm not the kind of person that like I I would heat up. I'd probably make this, make a big like hearty stew. But if I didn't have a stew, I'd just go for like um, a, a, a lot of buttered buttered bread or like rolls, a ton of buttered bread and rolls, and just a hearty stew or soup.
0: What do we uh, tell You a Campbell's guy? Progresso?
3: I don't. I don't look. I know. you sound so stupid saying this. I don't like look at. I don't know the. the
2: <laughs> this guy's cool. The he doesn't know what can of soup is. Yeah, where'd
0: you you were not? Mr. Cool, you don't even know what kind of soup you're buying. That's yeah, very food. cool, Dave. Yeah,
3: I just, I just kind of go, who's got the beef stew? Who's got the hearty stew? And I just <laughs> do it. I, I, it's so funny because so many guys in the band are, are foodies. I mean, there's everyone's a foodie, right? Right. And yeah. and when you're not a foodie, it's it's fucking fun. It's like watching. <laughs> it's like watching Dungeons and Dragons. I'm into Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like watching Dungeons and Dragons when you're not into it. You know what I mean, but the worst part about foodies is they're never happy about what they ate. That's what I don't understand. Like, I'm I'm happy about almost everything I eat, and I could care less. And I mean, you know, a good good meal is a good meal, but you know, but but foodies like always want it, and they're always like, "sucked." Yeah, right,
0: right. Jeff, sheer curiosity. Same question for you. What's up,
2: dinner party? All right, so
0: say you're hosting, you're hosting, and you have to cook.
2: Literally, do I don't know if this counts. I'd probably just have a barbecue. Barbecue.
0: That counts. Yeah. yeah that counts. You got That's marinating too, you know?
2: No, just probably like have some burgers and dogs. Not go Oh, crazy. okay. So yeah. you're just go burgers
3: yeah. and dogs. I was going to kind of say that cuz I was like, why are people coming over my house? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if people are coming over my house, then <laughs> swimming must be involved.
2: When you were saying dinner party, I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's like uh, Nana, the way your uh, hatred for it yeah, made me yeah, think yeah. of like a long table with napkins and place. Settings That's how I things saw
3: things. it. That's how I saw it, Jeff. Yeah, I don't dude. think he understands that we don't have dinner parties, <laughs> but
2: we have barbecues. <laughs> Listen, <Your> barbecues, <laughs> Mister Jeff Rosensack has over, been
3: to
0: a dinner party at my home. I That's bet true. It was, well, boring.
2: It, was, it was a Hanukkah celebration. I don't know boring. if it counts as a dinner party. Would you call uh, that a dinner party?
0: I, I mean this is where I'm 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 half curious and half insulted by Dave right now. I'm like, am <laughs> you know I boring. <laughs> I'm like, am I hosting boring dinner parties? Or is Dave anti-social and doesn't want his friends at his
3: house, you know? Well, do you think dinner parties are fun?
0: I think having people at your home is fun. I like hosting people. Like I, yeah, I just I, like having people at my house when I don't have to leave. And I like right. them to be like treated well, like I'm not like, like when I was 20, I used to host a party and I'd buy a case of old English 40s and put them in a cooler upstairs and my VIP friends would get a 40. Yeah, and as I've VIP. gotten older, it's turned yeah. into, you know, food. Like I'll make some
2: food for them so yeah. your while they're at you my look-
3: house. Yeah. That sounds like mushrooms on the pizza. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I honestly, I don't know that I'm like trying to think of any of the food I can make that I could scale up to more than just me and Christine. I know Mm.
3: what you mean. I know just scale um, up like my spaghetti
2: and meatballs. (laughs) No, no. I mean like portion size. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Eggs? You could throw some corn next big, to those big burgers bowl and of dogs. scrambled eggs and a big thing of lentil soup. It'll be a great dinner party. <laughs> will have fun. How did your lentil soup go, Jeff? It turned out great. Did you hear me clanking and so it's funny you mentioned the canned soup, Dave, because it rained in Los Angeles today, which is like a rare thing. Yeah. So I was like I was like, "Oh, I'm going to make lentil soup." I looked up a recipe. I tried it. It was really good. I'm going to make it again. It takes an hour. I'm doing the podcast in an hour. <laughs> This is gonna go great. Uh, and I was eating soup the whole first 15 minutes of this podcast and nobody yeah, knew. I, I was could dipping away from the mic. <laughs>
3: yeah. It was it was quiet at first. Yeah, I hear that. yeah, I hear, it, I hear it. There it is.
2: Yeah. Uh it turned out okay. The first batch turned out better. I think uh I think my time constraints made me uh cut some corners on my soup today, if I'm being honest.
3: Well I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you're being Thank honest, you. Jeff. <laughs>
0: Jeff, how much of a uh irrational Knicks fan are you right now?
2: I'm not irrational about basketball. <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for the Knicks. Uh it's it's cool. It's cool to see them doing good.
0: You see Kyrie starting riots in front of the Barclays Center?
2: I saw Kyrie starting riots in front of the Barclays Center. I That's fun. And I'm nonplussed about that <laughs> situation. Yeah, how are you feeling about uh the Nets having the like f- the front and center anti vaxxer of the fucking world right now. Well,
0: I know that like this. Oh, which also, I know he isn't whatever. I bought when they were absolutely awful. You know, went up a lot going into yeah. this season because they're now good, and no one wants to go to fucking games, so I can't sell my tickets anymore. <laughs> Damn. So I I don't think that's helping. So I got about a. Uh, I got 20 bucks for my Nets Wizard seats tonight, and it has something to do with the fact that people are fucking protesting
2: outside, I think. That's insane. That it's sucks. Gross. Well gross. Uh, hey, Dave, can sorry. I ask Dave a question? Yeah. Yeah. yeah please. Uh, it's not about basketball. <laughs> that, All right, yeah. Dave. I yeah. know waves, schmaves, who yeah, yeah. cares? <laughs> I, I don't but, mind the question. I
3: like but, answering the question. I just don't think I have the answer.
2: Sure. Yeah. but But then, I mean, you must, or maybe you're not, like, Uh, But I assume you're aware that like ska in general has kind of at least critically been reassessed over the last like year or two. Yeah, And I'm just wondering, I don't know if that moves the needle for you at all as someone who is making ska punk in the 2000s when there were like six bands doing it. Yeah, um, I, or yeah. not six bands doing it? That's unfair because there were plenty of bands doing it. But you know what I mean. Where it was just like not the in vogue shit to be doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, no, how's it, it feel now? The like that?
3: I, I think it's it's well put because you know one of the most important things to remember is that when Big D came out, sure that eighties party was happening. Was I guess you should say nineties? But I'm trying to like you know party was happening but when big d showed up to the party the cops had already came and the house was empty you know what i mean and you know of, yeah. of, of the 90s yeah. thing so we spent all our time during like the dark the just i mean uh, just being so looked at as terrible for <laughs> a hu- huge amount of your life but that goes in tow with um the, the my life before you know so i just being an outcast or a misfit and so this whole time of it through the, you know, the, that decade that you're talking about, it's just was normal. And and I like that. Like, I, yeah. I'm i just accustomed to it. It's that's,
2: that's well, it made that whole me. scene feel good for, cause I also felt outcasty, you know, yeah. and it made that whole scene, or I don't know, I, I hate to use the word scene, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah like, no. it, 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 was it made it feel like where, like the fact that it was hated, like kind of uh, like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I love
3: that whole like when you play a show, like where do they get a load of this? You know, like <laughs> I, I I love that thing. You know, I like upstaging heavy bands. You know what I mean? And I love yeah. out out um, sunnying like I don't know maybe bands that are more sky without punk, but we still out shown them, shined them. You know what I mean or whatever. But um, so yeah, so what was it like? The only thing that I hope is well, one thing is with the wave let's do the wave first and that's i i think and i don't know because because i've never (laughs) is i think a wave means the style has to change you know what i mean like from the specials and bad manners to sublime and no doubt and real big fish the the genre changed right so if we're talking about is it the fourth wave of notoriety and popularity sure yeah it's the fourth wave i guess i don't know
2: are, are you, like, when when you're planning to go on tour again, though, like, is it is it exciting at all to you to go, like, into a world that isn't really shamey in the way that it might have once been? That just people might be more open to liking bands and shit like that? Or to just kind of even be in, like, a time where your peers, like the Suicide Machines, just put out a great record last year, like everyone's kind of firing off good shit right now. Like, is there any energy that you feel in that? Or is it just kind of like, ah, we've just been doing our thing and now this thing's happening.
3: That's a really good question. Um, I would say uh, that maybe it's been so long. Like, I don't like to headline shows like, you know, bands that are like, sing it with me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And telling the crowd to do things like, well, yeah, Yeah. well, that that's not really about like, it's my whole life has been the underdog. And so, I would like to keep opening up and having a band that's bigger um, headlining and we get to go out there and do our thing and show people our music. And, you know, like we're like the anthrax of ska, you know, I Hell want, yeah. I <laughs> want Metallica to always be headlining and, you know, like our Iron Maiden and I don't, I don't ever want to be, you know, up, up where they, they are. And, um, and so, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my answer to that is more of a COVID thing you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which, which I'll get back to in a moment. But, but you asked another question. That's like, what do you think about the new bands in the in the new movement or the wave? I don't mind saying wave, the new wave. And the only thing I hope is that the bands that make it, like make it, I, the, the bands that um, are decided to be um, generally popular from listeners, I I hope that they're they really like the genre, like meaning they're not just putting on a new jacket. um because i because because like we said like i jeff and i were during the the dark times the desert times (laughs) and so and so you you really did see a difference and you saw people who were like dude i don't care what jacket i wear i just wanted people to clap for me you know what i mean and that's fine whatever you want but so with the new bands coming out i just hope that they would they really love it like like mustard plug, like the pie tasters, like a lot of the bands I I, I very much respect. Like you know what I mean. So it's like yeah. I just hope that they're not doing it for, um, not pure, pure, you know, like you know, just loving. Oh well, yeah. You I, know, like, I know what you mean you because games? there
2: was yeah. there was a sec there was a second there where everybody had like the ska song in their record because they knew the ska song was the thing to do at the time. Yeah. And it felt a bit like that's kind of what started getting people to be like, Man, fuck this shit. It's just like you know yeah. what I mean? Uh so yeah. I don't want like
3: I don't want like songwriters and talking heads to 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 be like, Oh, this is popular, so I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I also don't care, but I just want, <laughs> meaning like, you know, I mean, what can you do? No, I do care. I, I, t- I retract that. I do sure. care, but like, it's one of the, uh, but I can't stop it, I guess is what I mean. And, and, and so it's fine with me, but I just hope that people who honestly just like in their heart and their soul is ska are the bands that, um, do the thing that the industry wants bands to do. Um, okay. but, um, yeah, so I forgot. The other thing that Jeff said that I was going to get back to because I went on a tangent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did that answer it
2: for you? I think so.
3: Yeah, but I, it's, it's,
2: I, I was listening to the tangent. I was like, what did I ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, I mean, we know what we mean. Like, it's, if ska is popular, you hope. I just hope that honest people do. You know, like they. They show themselves and they do great things. I mean, one a really cool band right now. I don't know if you guys know is death of guitar pop in England. There. Do you guys know those guys? I don't know. Yeah. Death of guitar pop in the UK is they, I mean, so what's the question? Are, cause, cause, cause of all the new bands and, and remember, I know what people out there know more bands than I do, but like that are underground maybe right now, but, I don't know. I think out of all the bands that I've seen in the U S death of guitar pop, even though they're still circumferencing kind of a bad manners, um, uh, circumference because they, I think they had bad manners, horn players play on their record. Um, even though they're, in, they seem to be at least changing it a little, you know what I mean? Like cool. there's a, there's a change happening, you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? So when we talk about waves, um, sure. It's awesome that the popularity is back and, and, and I'm super psyched about that because if one Scott band does well, we all do well. Um, so you should always support and petition the success of anyone in the genre. Cause you, you support yourself that way. Um, other than that, I think death of guitar pop, I mean, maybe some UK British people might say, nah, man, it's, it's everyday shit here. But to me, it seems a little different.
2: Cool. I'm looking. They have an album called 69 Candy Street. I'm in.
3: (laughs) Dude, listen to the song, Rickety Old Train. I think that is a
2: beautiful
0: song. Sick. Awesome. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you taking all this time, man. Uh, That was a a fun chat.
3: Yeah, yeah, this has been great. I I didn't actually know that we'd be talking this way or Jeff would be here today. So it's been a huge lift to the day.
2: Hell yeah. It's been really nice to talk to you for the first time in a minute. Yeah. Damn.
3: My God, I was like Jepsier? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be fun to surprise with that. Yeah.
3: That's crazy. I also got in
0: touch with Joe Sib. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To get some uh inside dirt questions on you guys. Sure. But he asked me he's he gave me stuff I could have found on Wikipedia. You know, he's yeah. like He's like, ask him about their time on Warp Tour, or, you know, like this. I'm like, Joe, come on, I, I, hit you up for the, for the dirty inside business, not, not this, you know. He, yeah, he didn't yeah. give me any dirt. He didn't give me any dirt.
3: I think all the dirt you'll, you'll see of Big D's just captured in little bitch videos.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. Awesome. Well, Dave, thanks, man. Um, appreciate you taking the time and, and have a, have a great night. And good luck with, with everything coming up.
3: Yeah.
0: And thank you guys. Oh yeah. So hates dinner parties. As he does, as
1: discussed, it seems like a crusty punk like sort of mentality, (laughs) but
0: yeah, he's holding on. I, I noticed with two aspects of talking to Dave, I was like between the dinner party thing and I didn't even ask him, like, are you into, like, wellness and Buddhism? <laughs> I asked if he had any, like, daily kind of thing to just make himself right. And he's like, no, nah, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely got that sense of, like, kind of, yeah, I think he's still kind of, like, a got the crusty punk dude. Keep it, Keep just it punk. Gotta
1: keep it punk. Somebody's and... gotta do it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also, from someone like Dave, who's been essentially, like, you know, managing an independent underground band for 25 years or so, you know, like he's allowed to as well, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, like, 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 I'll <laughs> no, take it from that. I was, too, yeah,
1: <laughs> I was serious. I'm serious. Keep it real, yeah. dude. Keep it
0: real. Like, yeah, you are allowed. You, you got you got the receipts bro. Yeah, it's like I'm not, not going to fuck. It's not you. like
1: it's, yeah, it's not like the guy who's not had a band for like 15 years who's right, you know right. still bitching about uh bitching about the man.
0: Yeah. Jeff was telling me those boys were wild back in the day on those tours. So I bet drinkers.
1: Whew.
0: Big time drinkers.
1: Well, yeah, check out the new album and if you want to f- Follow Dave uh, on Instagram. He's David underscore McWayne one. Big D and the kids table on Instagram. On Twitter, Dave is David McWayne. Uh, Big D Boston for the band on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can follow us at goingofftrack.com or goingofftrack on Twitter.
0: Many ways. And definitely check out D's new record, yeah. Do your art, it's really cool. Um, and if you want to support us, and you Woo. enjoyed the program you just listened to, we have. Oh, did I? I got yelled at for saying Patreon wrong. Yelled at by who? So, I missed it. So someone was like <laughs> on Twitter. They're like, "Dude, I'm not signing up for this shit until you say <laughs> Patreon." Right? He's like, "It's not." It's not the way you pronounce it. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I got to double down here. I'm going to say it even fucking weirder than I used to just because you said something. I'm like, that's just the uh, way these things work, you know? So if you're interested in our Patreon, is, is that not the way you say it? Patreon? Pa- pa- now you've is it got just me. Patro- Patrons The Patreon. tequila. Patreon.
1: Patreon.
0: Patreon? Patreon. Is that- oh, Patreon. Oh, I see what's now happening. Now I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well what's the website anyway? Patreon dot com slash going off track. <laughs> Patre-
0: honestly, Patreon would make more sense than Patreon. So obviously really I've Patreon I've been saying it with like an umlau over the O oh, I remember. love it. I love it.
1: It's a little yeah, bit of so a commitment, just- but if you want to check it out, go check it out. See if you want to get involved. We do, you know, we we there's some bonus material up there. Uh, we do a Thursday night chat with everybody where you can, on discord, you can ask Benny anything you want and he will tell you.
0: I'll Um, probably answer it too.
1: If you just want to throw us a little tip, you can do it, uh, at Venmo at off track. Thank you, Benjamin for the big, big tip recently.
0: Yeah. Much appreciated.
1: Yes. Very, uh, very appreciated. And we got uh,
0: fees for the program. I don't know if you know this, Brad lives in New York City. Very expensive place. <laughs> I can't imagine what you spend on a haircut. Probably what? Uh, 60 bucks easy, right? Yeah. 80?
1: No, I spend 50 with like a $20 tip. Okay. You go to the same place I'm though, right? So overdue, dude. I haven't been able to get in to see him. I look I look ridiculous at this point.
0: Oh, you don't want to see what's going on in the back of my head, my friend.
1: I'm my um, hair is so bad that I I I realized the other day I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh my god, I can't go to my regular guy looking like this. I'm gonna have to get a haircut from somebody okay. else and then go to him. <laughs> You're gonna get a cheap. Starter. I can't let him see me like this. He'll just think I'm a that fucking. Is ridiculous. <laughs>
0: That is absolutely ridiculous.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, but listen, I'm looking like fucking Mad Max over here. I think but you have most, long hair.
1: There's nothing like I think for most this. most
0: self-respecting. Can't the go barbers. wrong. The longer, what the you better. You, are you kidding me? Do you know what <laughs> happens to this thing? You if have you get straight unkempt? hair,
1: dude.
0: I get dreads.
1: Oh, yeah. There is that. There's nothing grosser. If you don't just have to keep it brushed. That's all you There's have to do. There's nothing
0: grosser than an unintentional dread, Brad.
1: No, no. I know.
0: I know. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to make some dreads on your head, like cool, you wind up with unintentional ones this is a problem get there. your you beautiful
1: kids to brush your hair for you benny that's what you. Should
0: they do. do i go to my daughter's hair salon almost daily actually <laughs> but you know listen she she doesn't do a great job yet you know, <laughs> she, she's little we'll, we'll get there all right anyway keep it keep it uh nice out there everyone love everyone keep it sexy sexy and uh brad i'll speak to you soon huh
1: yes sir next week